Hello and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I'll be reviewing 2003's Bad Santa. Hello everybody and welcome to the show. Today I'm going to be reviewing Bad Santa from 2003. But before I do that... Let's get into, <laughs> really, this is the main event. <laughs> this is the main event because this is what I've been dying to talk about for like the past couple of days now. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm about to give you my review for it. Uh, I'm going to give a non-spoiler review. A non-spoiler, I'm going to give you a non-spoiler-ish review is what I'm going to say. I'm going to give you a non-spoiler-ish review. I'm not going to give too many plot points. I'm not going to give away, really, I'm not going to give away a lot of plot points. I'm not going to give away a lot of plot points. Uh, I'm going to give you things you don't know when this stuff happens in the movie, you know, because I don't want to do, I don't want to do a spoiler review. You know, I don't want to do a spoiler review because there, there's still a lot of people out here that haven't seen Spider-Man. Because I know that I be, I be watching like people's like spoiler review. <laughs> I was watching like spoiler reviews all week, but spoiler reviews for everything. There's people that have like spoiler reviews out and they're just like, oh, if you haven't seen this movie by now, what are you waiting for? And blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to spoil it, all this shit. And I'm like, dude, like not everybody has the means or the time to go see a movie that weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from real. I'm speaking for the real people. I'm speaking for the underdog here. Not a lot of people have time to go see a fucking movie like you movie crit, like a movie critic, uh, like a, like a, like a, I guess you can call me a movie critic too, but, <laughs> you know, I guess you can call me a movie critic too, I go to movies, I go to movies and then I come back and review them on my podcast, so I guess I'm a movie critic too, but, um, and then I review retro movies from the past, so, I guess you can call me a movie critic too, but even still, I have to pay for those movies myself, I'm not in like no critics association or anything like that, I pay for this shit on my own dime, you know, like, any movie that I watch, any movie that I watch, uh, that I have to review, like, either I find it, either I have to find it for free, I'm talking about the retro movies, either I have to find it for free on streaming, or I have to pay for it, you know, it's one of, one of those two, like, the movie I had to, like, the movie, like, the retro movie I'm reviewing today, Bad Santa, I had to pay, like, four dollars for it on Amazon, I had to, I had to, I had to rent that motherfucker just to do this review, so, um, so yeah, but like there's a lot of people out here that's, you know, they don't have the time, they don't have the money at that moment. Like maybe maybe somebody gets paid like next Friday, you know, and they're just like, "Oh, I can go I can go see it next Friday." You know, that's Christmas Eve. Next Friday is Christmas Eve. So like sorry to date this podcast, but uh next Friday is Christmas Eve. But yeah, maybe they're just like, "Oh, I'm going to go see this movie next next week cuz I get paid next week." You know, and they don't have the money this week to go see it, but they have gonna have the money next week to go see it. They have the time to go see it next week because it's Christmas Eve. You know, so like it's like it's cool to have spoiler reviews, but I feel like a lot of spoiler reviews that come out, they're like, "Oh, I want to be first. I want to tell everybody everything what happened because I went to go see it." You know, like they could be some a lot of a lot of spoiler reviews could be pretentious. 
to me. I love watching spoiler reviews after I've seen the movie because, like, usually I do go see the movie like the first week because I'm a movie critic, you know. <laughs> so I want to catch. I want to. I want to catch it the first week. But, but a lot of times it's just like it's just very pretentious, and it's just like, oh, I'm I'm first. I gotta be first, you know, for numbers, you know, and some shit like that. But man, but like like I said, like I'm gonna do so. I'm gonna give you guys a non-spoiler-ish review, is what I'm saying. I'm gonna give you guys a non-spoiler-ish review. I'm not giving it away. I'm not giving anything away. Too, I'm not giving any way too much anything away too much in this movie. You can still go see the. I'm 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 going to do a review to where you can stick around and listen to the review, but. I'm not giving anything away to where it impacts your movie going experience when you finally go and see it, you know? So that's what I, that's what I'm doing with this review. Let's get into the review. Uh, first off, this movie, uh, has two, it has like two parts pretty much is what I'm saying. Like the first half of this movie is a Dr. Strange movie first half of this movie is heavy on the Doctor Strange, um, it's like, this could have been Doctor Strange 2.1, you know, uh, just like the first Spider-Man is kind of like Iron Man 4.1, just like, uh, Captain America Civil War is kind of like Avengers 3.1, you know, because, like, half of that movie has the Avengers in it, (laughs) And then, like, half of Spider-Man Homecoming has, has uh, Iron Man in it. But, like, so, like, we get, you're pretty much getting the same thing here, too. The first half of this movie is heavy on the Doctor Strange. The second half of this movie is when it becomes a true Spider-Man movie. That's when Spider-Man takes front and center. Everything going on is just about Spider-Man and Spider-Man alone. So, so, so go in there expecting first half heavy on the Doctor Strange, uh, this movie also has two tones, you know, like, like, uh, this movie has two tones, because the first half of this movie is very light, very funny, but once those villains start to show up, shit gets real, like, that's when it starts to get real, shit starts to get real, I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to give you guys one thing, let me give you guys one thing, but it's something that was already leaked, and so it's not really a surprise if you've seen it. Like if you've seen it, like this has already been leaked. Kevin Feige's already talked about it. Also, uh, Matt Murdock does show up. Matt Murdock shows up. Uh, I like the little hint that they give you that he's Daredevil. I'm not gonna tell you the hint. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you the hint about him being Daredevil, but they give you a small hint that dare that he is Daredevil. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop it right there. Um, the way they bring the way they bring the villains into this uh, movie is very inventive. Like all the villains are great. Uh, for me, Alfred Molina and uh, Jamie Foxx, they were the ones that stood out for me they stood out to me when it came to character because those characters get a little bit more character development we get to we get to actually a a lot of the villains they get a little they get a couple of like mostly Alfred Molina 
mostly what Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx, they get a little bit more development here. You know, Jamie Foxx, uh, Jamie Foxx is actually funny in this. Uh, like I said, Alfred Molina, he, he's a little bit more, uh, sympathetic as Doc Ock here. Uh, Jamie Foxx, like I said, he, he gets to show a little bit more personality as, uh, as, uh, Max Dillon, aka Electro. So, uh, they, like, like the, when it comes to character and those guys getting a little, getting a little bit more to do, Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molina are the two standouts for me. But William Dafoe, William Dafoe as Green Goblin is just God tier. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that. He is God tier as Green Goblin. Um, uh, he has the best fight scene with Spider-Man in here. There's a, there's a, there's a scene in here with Spider-Man and Green Goblin. They're like, they're fighting in like a hotel. They're fighting in a hotel. And I got to tell you, man, like that, that scene, those dudes, those dudes go in on each other. Those dudes go in on each other. Uh, it was, it was like, um, it was like watching like two drunk uncles fight at Thanksgiving. That's all I'm gonna say. That's, that's all I'm gonna say about it. That's what it looked like. It looked like two drunk uncles fighting at Thanksgiving. I was like, that fight had hella black Air Force energy. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> the whole fight just hella black Air Force energy. <laughs> like, cause they are beating the shit out of each other. Another thing that this movie did for me, this movie made me question if Uncle Ben ever existed in this universe. Like, this movie actually made me uh, question that Uncle Ben even existed in this universe because uh, Aunt May actually gives the great power, there's great responsibility line in this, in this, in this movie. And it kind of made me think, Cause like my whole the whole time I was watching this movie, the whole time I was watching this movie, my gears were turning, and I was like, "Hold up, does Aunt, does 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 Uncle Ben even exist in this universe?" Cause I'm like, dude, like Uncle Ben's supposed to be telling him that, and we we never uh, get Uncle Ben, you know, in this universe. Uh, I they kind of allude to Uncle Ben being in this universe in Civil War and in uh, Far From Home because uh, I'm trying to remember Civil War because like with the scene when like Tony Stark's talking to him in his room, talking to uh, Peter in his room and he said something about like my uncle gave me this or something like that. I can't really remember right now and also Far From Home uh, when he's packing his suitcase, there's initials on it. It says BJP Benjamin J. Parker. So I don't know if they just retcon that Uncle Ben is not in his universe anymore, but it made me question if Uncle Ben's in his universe. Uh, but yeah, man, the main theme, the main theme of this movie was growth. Like there was a lot of growing up going on in this movie. A lot of uh, personal growth, a lot of uh, like growth of this franchise uh, like, cause like when I say personal growth, like there's like, we are literally watching the, throughout this whole movie. We are literally watching Peter Parker and to a certain extent, to a certain extent, Tom Holland grow from boy to man. Like that's, that's the whole journey 
that's the whole journey of this movie. The whole journey of this movie is watching Peter Parker grow up from boy to man. He's not Spider. He's like he's like like that's the that's the whole point of this whole movie is watching him. He doesn't have Tony Stark anymore. Stephen Strange is not here to fix his. Stephen Strange is definitely not here to fix his problem. You know, <laughs> like, like Stephen Strange is like, get me the fuck out of here. I don't want to deal with your bullshit. You know, so like it's really Peter Parker dealing with problems, dealing with the mess he's made and growing into being a man by himself. He's learning like he's he's finally this is a learn like this whole thing has been a learning experience and it's growth for him into going into adulthood. So. Most likely in the next movie, we will see Spider-Man and Peter Parker navigating adulthood. That will most likely be the next movie because Tom Holland has signed a new contract with Marvel Studios. So, like, uh, he will be returning as Spider-Man in the MCU. So, I think he has, like, I think the deal was, like, he has one MCU, like, appearance in, like, another movie and, like, three solo Spider-Man movies. Uh, like a, a second trilogy of Spider-Man movies. So we we shall see where Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man goes from here. But I enjoyed this movie. If I had to give it a rating, 5 out of 5, I'll give it a 5 out of 5. Uh, like, it's really good. It's, re- it's a really well put together movie it's uh it's not nut bustingly explosion good like everybody was saying it was when it was like oh my god oh my god because i heard some people saying it was better than endgame i'm like nah <laughs> like it ain't better than endgame but uh <laughs> it, 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 it's making me think about my rankings of, of mcu movies it's like it's moving up it's definitely the best spider-man movie of all time i'm gonna say that it's definitely the best spider-man movie of all time because if i have to rank spider-man movies I'd probably say this is number one into the spider verse uh spider-man 2 the original spider-man uh 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 uh, uh amazing spider-man uh spider-man 3 and then uh amazing spider-man 2 i hope i'm not forgetting anything i am forgetting i'm forgetting a lot of movies actually <laughs> <laughs> let's do that over again because I'm forgetting the other MCU Spider-Man. I, if I had to, if I had to rank, let, let's do this again. <laughs> let's rewind. Uh, probably Spider-Man. This Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home, Into the Spider-Verse, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, uh, the original uh, Spider-Man Two, the original Spider-Man, then Spider-Man: Far From Home, then uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, then Spider-Man Three, then. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, because Amazing Spider-Man 2 just pissed me the fuck off. I'm sorry. It just pissed me off to the height of pistiffity. I'll just say that. Uh, but yeah, man, if you haven't seen it, like, 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 go see it uh, when you get the chance. Whenever, I'm not gonna be able to rush out and go see this movie. Get, see it when you have the chance, man. Uh, like, just see it when you have the chance. Uh, my wife hasn't seen it yet. Uh, I'm gonna go take, I'm gonna go take her to see it. Uh, I, it's been, it's been hard for me not to, to give out spoilers in this house, you know, like, I've been watching, like, spoiler reviews with my headphones on, so she doesn't know anything that's going on in this movie, because she, because she really wants to go see this movie, too, I had to go see it myself for, uh, for critic reasons, 
you know, because I I'm, I have to do a review. I have a show to do, and you know, can't can't really have her around, and you know, like what's this? What's going on? You know, all this stuff. Uh, and then I'm, I'm probably gonna take my kid too, and she's gonna be bouncing all over the walls and shit. You know, so I had to go by myself. But I'm gonna take my, I'm gonna take them uh, probably this Christmas, uh, the Christmas on Christmas to go see it. That'd be a good Christmas movie for us. Uh, but yeah, man, like go go and check this movie out, man. It's it's really good. I give it a five out of five. I'll be back with my review of Bad Santa after these messages. Hi right, guys, welcome back to the show. Bad Santa from 2003. Let's talk about how I saw this movie as a kid. I really wasn't a kid. Uh, my dad actually took me to go see this movie for my 18th birthday. <laughs> my dad took me to go see this movie for my 18th birthday. Yes. Bad Santa was my birthday present. <laughs> Cause I think I told, I think I was saying that I wanted to go see the movie, but and then like my dad, you know, you know, dad wants to spend time with his with his with his, with his son, you know. And who who am I to not grant an old man a wish, you know? So, <laughs> so he was like, "Hey, yeah, this would be great." He was like, "We could, I think, I think we went for pizza afterwards or something like that i don't know i forgot i think he was like yeah we can go see this movie and then afterwards i can go take you for pizza and i'm like yeah thanks dad i'm 18 uh (laughs) maybe you could take me to the titty bar or something you know maybe i don't know but um yeah we went to go see bad santa and we went for pizza i remember that i remember liking the movie at that time i was 18 you know so i really didn't know much so (laughs) <laughs> but yeah man i i kind of i kind of like the movie uh at that time but let's see what i think about it as an adult now let's go let's go to the technical this movie was directed by terry swigoff uh if you are familiar with that name if that name sounds familiar he also directed a movie that i reviewed earlier this year called ghost world uh starring uh thor birch and uh scarlett johansson Oh, and Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi's in there too. Uh, I was kind of, I was kind of glowing with that, uh, with that review of Ghost World. If you want to go check out the Ghost World review, go check it out. It's in my archives. Go check it out. Go listen to it and see what I thought of that movie. Uh, the screenplay was written by Glenn Fakara and John Rikua. I hope I'm saying that right. Everybody does these fucking movies have we- has weird fucking names but uh you know, but, anyway. <laughs> but yeah man they, they, so they wrote the screenplay this movie had a budget of 23 million dollars and brought in 76.5 million dollars at the box office that's a lot of money you know it was a it was a huge success this movie also has a rotten tomato score of 78 percent now Let's get into talking about this movie and how I watched it as an adult. First off, this movie moves at a slow pace. It's like really, really slow. Uh, The beginning of this movie where there's supposed to be character development, they just give you like 
exposition. It's just a bunch of exposition. Like you learn about, you don't really learn anything. You're just like Billy Bob Thornton telling you like, oh yeah, I used to be an ex-con and now I, now I rob banks or now I rob department stores or something like that as a Santa Claus. And that's pretty much all you get. That's pretty much all you get. Uh, you don't really get, we really don't get anything else. It's just a bunch of exposition from a voiceover, by the way. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that that's your character development. It's just, it's just, these characters just are. You know, they're just here. And I have a problem with that because we don't learn anything about these characters. And then they just become stagnant. You know, like, they're not going anywhere. You're not learning anything about these characters to move the story forward. You just following a bunch of characters doing random shit. You know, and that's a problem that I have with this movie. Another problem I have with this movie is Billy Bob Thornton himself. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton... I've always had this problem with Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton has always had a problem with emoting. Like showing you that he's vulnerable. Showing you that he has feelings. Like he 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 always has to be too cool for school in everything he's in. And it kind it just kind of kills the story of everything he's in, cause like he just well when he's the lead in anything, it just kind of kills the story, especially in this, because like he's just too cool for school. He's like, I'm not gonna let you in. I'm not gonna let you in to see the person that I am. I'm not gonna let you in to see my emotions. Cause crying is for little bitches, and showing emotion for people, and uh, and uh, showing uh, sympathy for people is for little bitches. You know, <laughs> that's Billy Bob Thornton and everything. Uh, and I have a problem with that. This is also uh John Ritter's last performance. Uh, he's not in the movie very much, but he's serviceable. He's serviceable. He's not bad. He's not good. He's just serviceable. As you know, like, uh, John Ritter, uh, passed away, like, I think, like, a couple months before this movie came out. I want to say he passed away, like, three months before this movie came out. And so, like, it was kind of like, I think that was kind of like the big thing about this movie. They were like, oh, this is John Ritter's last performance, you know? So, they were kind of, like, hyping that up, you know, about this movie. Like, this is the last time you're going to see John Ritter, you know? So that was a big thing, but he's serviceable in this movie. Uh, Tony Cox. Let's talk about Tony Cox. Tony Cox is really good in this movie. Uh, he's one of the uh, the few actors in this movie that is actually trying to bring something to this movie. He's actually trying to bring like some type of like emotion to this movie he's, he, he's actually trying to act he's actually try you can see him trying to break stuff out of billy bob thornton you know 
He just, he's like, he's like, Tony Cox is like kind of just trying to bring it out of Billy Bob. He's just like, come on, Billy. Come on, Billy. Work with me, Billy. Come on, man. We could do this. Let's get through this. Come on, man. Uh, like, but like Tony Cox is, Tony Cox is really the MVP of this goddamn movie. I love Tony Cox in this movie. Uh, Lauren Graham is just here to be the hot chick, you know, and she really, she really doesn't have anything to bring to this movie. She's just here to be the hot chick. Uh, and she was on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Gilmore Girls was the hot show at the time. I watched a little bit of Gilmore Girls. You know, like, I ain't, I ain't ashamed of that. I liked Gilmore Girls. But uh, I might go back and... I think it's on, like, fucking HBO Max or some shit. I think I might go back and watch it. You know, <laughs> You know, like, I watched I watched the Gilmore Girls growing up. I'm not I'm I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that, but uh, but yeah, man, I think they just put her in this movie because she's hot and Gilmore Girls was a thing in 2003, so that's why. Uh, there's a scene in here where like Billy Bob Thornton almost gets uh man raped, like <laughs> like uh he get, almost gets man raped by the guy from Office Space. Like the, the 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 Indian dude from Office Space. I'm, I hate to say it, it's it's mildly funny. <laughs> it's mildly funny. This is like the second time. This is like the second time I'm talking about man rape being funny because I talked about it in the trading spaces. Trading spaces. I talked about it in the trading places review. And like where uh the gorilla rape rapes uh the villain in uh trading places. <laughs> One of the villains in trading places gets raped by a gorilla and i just thought i just said that i I found that shit funny uh but rape is not funny in real life everybody rape is not funny in real life only in movies where it's played for comedy so that's when it's funny uh another person i forgot was in this movie i forgot that cloris leachman was in this i mean she's just in it she's playing like the 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 kids um the kid in this movie, which I'm about to get to in a little bit, she's playing his uh, senile grandmother. Like every time she gets up, she's making people sandwiches. You know, that's her thing. She's like, "Oh wow, let me go make you some sandwiches," and that's that's her thing throughout this whole movie. That's the running gag. Is like she just wakes up, she just gets up, she's senile, and then she remembers, and then like she goes and makes you a sandwich. That that's what she does. Uh, Brent Kelly. Brent Kelly as the kid, he's kind of an afterthought. I really don't know his purpose for being in this movie other than being a Santa worshiper and to try and give Billy Bob Thornton some heart and not to be a criminal. You know, he's the thing that's like, oh, Billy Bob, do you care about this kid? It's going to get you to stop robbing people. You know, <laughs> and, and you really, you really don't get that here. You really don't get that here, because uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton and uh, Brent Kelly have no chemistry together. They have no chemistry. He tries to care for the kid, and like the, the chemistry is off. Their chemistry is really off. Uh, but yeah, he's just a Santa. He's just a Santa worshiper. That's pretty much it. Uh, almost said he was a Satan worshiper. <laughs> almost said he was a satan worshiper he's a santa worshiper i'm sorry um octavia spencer is in this movie actually as a prostitute she's just a random prostitute uh 
never thought she would win an Academy Award after that. She became an Academy Award winning actress after uh, being a prostitute that denies Billy Bob Thornton anal sex. That was her. That was her character. That was her character. Billy Bob Thornton is really good at delivering lines, but I really don't feel any of it. You know, like he's really good at reading. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton is really good at reading. Another thing about Billy Bob Thornton is is it in Billy Bob Thornton's contract to fuck hot chicks in movies? Because he does that a lot. You know, cause like he's fucking Lauren Graham throughout this whole movie. Like they Daily's got they got like two sex scenes and then like they got a scene where like he's like making out with her on the floor and like she's in her bra and they're just like you know like he's like licking on her belly and shit and all that stuff. And then he has he does have sex with like a plus size woman <laughs> in this movie also, but you don't really you don't really see it. You don't really see what the woman looks like. You just see like legs moving, forward legs moving. Uh but yeah, man, I don't know what it is about Billy Bob Thornton and hot chicks, you know, like, he just seems to attract them for some reason, because, like, I read his, uh, I read his wiki, and I was looking at all the chicks he was with, I was like, wow, he got, uh, Cinder Williams, if you don't know who Cinder Williams is, Cinder Williams was in, uh, Mo Bella Blue, she played, uh, one of Denzel Washington's girls. She's the light-skinned chick. <laughs> because, like, in Mo Better Blues, Denzel Washington has uh, two love interests. Because he has Cinder Williams, who's the light-skinned chick. And he has uh, Spike Lee's sister. <laughs> uh, who, I'm not going to give away the ending of Mo Better Blues. but Because uh, I'm probably going to review that movie later. Uh, but, yeah, she she's kind of like the chick that uh, that Denzel Washington is with in Mo Better Blues. Like, if you, she's the only light-skinned chick in Mo Better Blues. Uh, he has her, like, he was married to her for a little bit. Uh, he was married to some Playboy Playmate for a little bit. Then he had Laura Dern for, for, for a bit. And then he had Angelina Jolie. You know, he gets the, he gets the, he got the fuck Halle, Halle Berry in a movie. He got... They have sex with Lauren. He got the fuck Lauren Graham in a movie. And it's just hot. He got the fuck Susan Sarandon in a movie, I think, too. It's just like, damn. I'm like, what do women see in fucking Billy Bob Thornton? Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> you know, like, inquiring minds want to fucking know. Uh, Bernie Mac in this movie. Bernie Mac gives a very understated performance uh he is both funny and ominous at the same time because like throughout this whole movie he's just like fucking staring at people being stern but it's kind of hilarious <laughs> and then he starts he's, he kind of starts getting he's kind of starts getting scary you know like he's kind of starts you know getting getting a little ominous here you know and it's 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 okay it's passable it's like one of his first mainstream movies, so, like, I give him a pass on it, uh, Bernie Mac and Tony Cox kind of have, like, a mini Friday reunion here, because, if you, got, if you, if you remember Friday, Tony Cox is, uh, married to the character Miss Parker in that movie, uh, the hot, the hot neighbor, played by that chick from The Price is Right, the black, the hot black chick from The Price is Right, 
uh, and Bernie Mac is like a, a, a pastor in that movie that's like having an affair with Miss Parker, and then Tony Cox's character comes home and like runs him out and shit, and so kind of a, a kind of a mini Friday reunion they're having here. But yeah, man, that's pretty much all I got on this movie. There's really nothing much to this movie. Uh, I laughed at a couple of scenes, you know, like it's not a totally bad movie. It's just, you don't get any character development. It's just a bunch of people doing shit. You know, that's how I feel. It's just a bunch of people doing shit. So I got to give it a two out of five, you know, like it's, it's aight. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Um, this is the final I watched this as an adult episode of 2021. I will be taking the rest of 2021 off for the holidays. I will be back at the beginning, at the first Sunday, whatever the first Sunday is of January. And I will be back. I already picked out a movie, everybody. I already picked out a movie. Uh, I will be back with the sequel to Three Ninjas, 1994's Three Ninjas Kick Back. We get to go see the ninjas travel to Japan. Until next time, peace and a happy new year.